0: 8 o'clock, it's the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I'm Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. Always appreciate you listening to the program. Checking us out on the mobile app as well. By the way, it's the 8 o'clock hour and it's brought to you by Preston Lee at Country Financial who believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. So if you have insurance questions, contact him, Preston Lee at Country Financial. He brings you the Preston Lee Country Financial Hour here on the Jim Davis Show. And um, what should the NFL do about the, the Bengals and Bills game, we discussed it quite a bit to start off the show this morning. Mm-hmm. Are, are we kind of on, on an agreement on this that they're just better off going? We're not going to play it. Yeah, we'll go on winning percentage. And when it comes to seeding the playoffs, Chiefs are going to be the number one seed, and we're, we're just done with this in, in light of what's happened.
1: Selfishly, this was the only Monday Night Football game outside of the Browns Bengals where I was on Monday Night Countdown specifically to watch this game. Right. Manning cast or not, I was watching this game because it was going to be fantastic. Selfishly, I kind of want to see it. Reality, though, is we're probably going to have to wait until second or third weekend of the playoffs to see these two teams match up, if at all this year. Right Now, they might play each other next year. I don't know. Depends on how the rotation sets up, but reality is, I don't see a way because the NFL strives for parity. That's why the bad teams get to pick the best college players first. That's why you know they use head to head, and you know they have the rotations. So if you have somebody in your division, you've played essentially the same teams with the exception of two or three. They want as close to even playing field as possible. For that sake, I don't know how they can get the game in. Because somebody's gonna have short rest. Somebody's gonna have two teams are gonna have real short rest going into the playoffs. And it's not like this is a natural disaster for the city to where, you know, they didn't just they didn't even prepare and play a football game. Exactly. This guy's heart stopped. And they were right there. Some of them within, you know, arm's length of him when that happened. Forming a, a wall around mm-hmm.
0: him so medical well, even staff he, could...
1: Even right when it happened.
0: They were right there. There yeah.
1: were teammates that were closer than you and I are to each other right now physically from him just falling over. Right. And I don't way, know like, how you... And can, like I
0: was referencing Then ultimately, oh, they, yeah. they, they, ultimately they created ultimately that.
1: everybody came together and created the wall for him. And they were all there watching all this happen, you know... I don't know how you can get ready and go. All right, we're gonna pick this up Thursday or Friday. Then you guys are gonna to have to play again early next week, and then you're gonna to have to play the playoffs. I don't know how they can do that and continue the fair for everybody.
0: Yeah, pushing it back a week or whatever. I mean, whatever. It just, I, I don't, I don't see a, a way around this where, or that makes sense, or it's gonna be fair to anybody else. I agree. I said they have talked to me all about maybe tweaking wildcard weekend in regard to get this game in. I I just think I think both teams are going to understand and and accept if it's just winning percentage mm-hmm. and we don't play the game, we're okay with that. I, I, and I, for
1: me, I just I don't know how Buffalo plays this weekend. I really don't. It's Cincinnati,
0: they'll be okay, I think. But it's not that it didn't have an impact on them. Obviously, it did. It obviously it did. But, but for the he Bills, wasn't in their room, right? But he, yeah, he's not not one of their guys. There's
1: a locker there, of this dude still fighting to live, right? And now there have been reports this morning from his rep, the Jordan Rooney guy, that you know doctors are seeing positive things that overnight that they hope to see today. Which is good, right? That's good news. That's progress, but still not out of the woods by a long shot. And the Bills went through a walkthrough yesterday. They have another walkthrough, maybe a full-on practice today. Is not sorry, not yesterday. They have the walkthrough today. Right. I misread the schedule. But, hey, man, if they're playing Saturday, I don't know. I mean, that's that's why they. They made it to the NFL, right? Is their mental and intestinal fortitude? That's a tough ask, though. Still,
0: yeah, that they were—they were obviously and understandably a very shaken group on Monday night. And can they kind of reset here? Face the Patriots this mm-hmm. weekend? Yeah, that remains to be seen. Getting back to what you were saying, though, uh, Coley Harvey uh, with ESPN.com uh, that uh, Jordan Rooney's can become spokesman for the family said that the doctors got promising readings overnight, progress appears to be made without going into detail mm-hmm. what what those, what that progress looks like or whatever but the, obviously a really good sign in the case of Damar Hamlin that that his condition is improving and still thinking good thoughts and prayers for for that young man and what he's going through. By the way, his toy drive the donations keep coming in Five and a half million dollars. Let's see. Or I the saw latest number.
1: Ten K from uh Chris Jericho, the wrestler, ten K from Tom Brady. 10, 10 or twelve from uh the danger witch, Russell Wilson.
0: Good job, Russ.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um Andy Dalton. Remember the it was the two thousand seven we talked about it yesterday. The Andy Dalton Buffalo they donated Almost a half a million dollars to his charity when he beat the Ravens to get them into the playoffs. So these two cities are already connected. Andy Dalton and his wife put in three thousand yeah. dollars to this.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, uh, it's almost two hundred thousand
1: people have donated. Yeah, to this guy's toy drive, who wanted twenty five hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, that's it's you know in the past that's always looked that's always looked for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, started during the pandemic as a a GoFundMe campaign by Demar Hamlin. Of now five and a half million dollars. Uh fanatic CEO Michael Rubin announcing that all the proceeds from the sale of DeMar Hamlin jerseys will go to Demar's Chasing M's Foundation. And That's awesome. his number three jersey, the highest selling jersey on fanatics since last night in any sport. And so lots of folks reaching out. Uh you mentioned Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. All donated twelve thousand dollars. I mean there are a lot of people that are that are contributing to uh, Demore Hamlin's foundation.
1: And when I see all this stuff, it brings me back to the same point that I I don't know if I want him to be able to play again.
0: I just want him to be okay.
1: I want him to be I want him to be able to see and appreciate and embrace all of this. Right? Right. Like his charity that he wanted for kids is you know, more than 100 times the amount he wanted. It's almost 200 times the amount he wanted. And his jersey, I don't know if he ever thought he would have not even the best-selling Bill's jersey on defense because Von Miller's there. But the best-selling jersey over any time span, let it be a day, a week, whatever, in on Fanatics, which is the official partner for almost everybody now, that's that's amazing and I hope that at some point he'll be able to at least have an appreciation for that
0: all right some other things we want to get to Broncos wise is wine about a Wednesday with talon wine so if you want if you have something you need to get off your chest today text it into us on the chick-fil-a breakfast team phone line nine seven zero. you know 970-242-1340. Well, why
1: don't you cry with, about it with the Hamlin thing it's yeah because we'll, we'll find stuff and that's you know that's what we got to do but it's Talking about him, and it's kind of hard to, like ah, you know, dude, get out of the drive-thru. Come on, man.
0: I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but, Then I sit people, here like... People blocking the aisle in grocery store, that's just... But sometimes, too, when we go through things like this, we have mm-hmm. to have diversions, we have to have other things. Right. And... We're not
1: less annoyed, we are just more thankful for what we
0: do have. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. So, Broncos leading up to the Chargers game on Sunday. By the way, 225 kick for that one noon season finale this Sunday here on the team. Uh, the Broncos have placed uh, Dalton Reisner and Marlon Mack on injured reserve. Reisner suffering the elbow injury in the third quarter uh, in the Chiefs game on Sunday. Uh, Quinn Bailey played for him the rest of the way. Mack uh, had a hamstring injury on the Broncos opening kickoff on Sunday and so he didn't come back. Reisner is now the 11th starter placed on injured reserve this season for Denver. So it looks like that uh, Bailey will probably get the start at guard for Dalton Reisner coming up this weekend. Also, rookie cornerback Demari Mathis sustained a concussion. And so the Broncos promoted Jaquan McMillan to the active roster off the practice squad. And so, facing Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, what uh, Austin Eckler can do out of the backfield, its they need all the the bodies in the secondary they can possibly scrounge up. And so... Reisner, Marlon Mack going to injured reserve. So the latest on the coaching situation. Now we had the report from Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk that the Broncos have reached out to Jim Harbaugh, current coach of the Michigan Wolverines whose team lost in the the semifinals of the college football playoffs this last weekend, falling to TCU. And so the buyout for Harbaugh is 3 million this year. A number that certainly that Greg Pinner, Rob Walton, and the the ownership group can afford to pay three million. Yeah, but they've
1: lost that type of money in the seat cushions of their plane,
0: <laughs> so they'll be fine. They'll be all right. And we talked about the relationship that that exists between Greg Pinner, his wife Carrie, and and Condoleezza Rice. All, all those folks, you know, at at Stanford, uh, Greg and Carrie Pinner got their MBAs at Stanford, Condoleezza Rice, had a leadership position at Stanford for for many, many years. Also, the report that she went and helped recruiting, uh, identifying players for Jim Harbaugh when he was the Stanford coach as well. So there's a really strong relationship there. But then there's the report that David Tepper, owner of the Carolina Panthers, has had a little chat with Jim Harbaugh that they spoke about the vacant head coaching position after they have fired Matt Rule. Steve Wilkes has been the interim coach. They have played much better under Steve Wilkes. And there was some thought that maybe Wilkes may get the chance to be the head coach of Carolina after he got fired after just one year coaching the Arizona Cardinals. And according to, to reports, that the, the conversation with Tepper and Harbaugh was not an official interview. So count the Carolina Panthers possibly into the mix up pursuing Jim Harbaugh, where Mike Kliss, Broncos' unofficial mouthpiece, 9 News, has said right now Harbaugh's their number one target mm-hmm. for the and, Broncos on the Broncos' coaching search. If I'm Tepper and the Panthers or if I'm
1: Penner and the Broncos, it's the same thing. I'm just going to call up Jim Harbaugh and have a casual conversation. I'm not going to have it be an official interview because you got to go through channels exactly. for that. Exactly. And there's always the chance that Michigan will be like, nope. I mean, I guess that's more of an NFL-to-NFL team thing. I don't know, really. Since there's a buyout in his contract, Jim Harbaugh cuts a check. There's really not a whole lot Michigan can do about it, you know. But, of course, it's like, uh, yeah, we were just talking about the weather differences between Charlotte and Ann Arbor, you know.
0: Yeah, just to just a couple we got guys an talking. international
1: airport here. You only have to go to Detroit when you play the Lions.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen in in what, you know, how did this conversation come about? Were they at right. the airport and just happened to be, you know. Can't imagine Tepper <laughs> certainly doesn't fly Southwest. No. Certainly doesn't fly commercial.
1: David uh, Tepper threw to flew to 17 airports to accidentally run into Jim Harbaugh.
0: Yeah. So I, I I have not seen in what, you know, what was the the, the conversation, when did this encounter occur? Mm-hmm. How did it occur? We just know that through reports, multitude of uh, outlets, that the two have had a chance to talk about the job. And so, according to Mike Kliss, though, Harbaugh's their number one guy. He's the guy they want. They feel like with what he did with, with Kaepernick, uh, you know, certainly a, a dual threat, not that Russ, at this stage of his career, is as dual threat, You know, as far as it being a a, yes, he can run the ball. Yes, he can pass, but he's not he's not Lamar Jackson when it Mm -hmm. comes to running the football, or even Josh Allen at this stage of his career. But that with Harbaugh's experience with a quarterback that can be effective both throwing and passing, and an emphasis on the run game, that Harbaugh, that CEO kind of figure that they're looking for, is still their number one guy, with Sean Payton number two. And the reason Peyton is number two in this whole thing is because of what would have to be given up to get yeah. him. His does buyout's he, a little less. Does he happen to have? Does he even have interest in coming to Denver to be the mm-hmm. Broncos coach? And then Dan Quinn appears to be, according to Cliss, number three on that list. Where at one point Frank Reich was being mentioned, including myself. I think Frank Reich would would do a really good job in Denver. I agree. That that Frank Reich is probably not in the conversation at this point in time. And that other guys like D'Amico Ryans, we've talked about him, Niners defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. Wink Martindale, longtime Baltimore DC, now the what, uh, Giants DC, Brian Callahan with the Bengals, Ken Dorsey with the Bills, that those are names that could possibly pop up on the list. But right now, in order, it's, according to Kliss, it's Harbaugh, it's Payton, and it's Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn makes sense because of Brian Schottenheimer and being able to to bring him in, a guy that has worked with Russell Wilson when Russ was cooking back in the day. So we'll see how that all plays out.
1: I just I don't know. All of that sounds great on paper, the the Schottenheimer and Quinn and the whole thing, but like I don't remember that offense being the chuck and duck that Russell Wilson wants to run. I remember it being We're going to be very run focused and we're going to take a chance here or there, but otherwise it's going to be a short passing game, which is what Russ wanted out of.
0: And Mike, my thought is this, how much does Russ want to throw the football? I mean, what are we talking about here? Because there there comes a point where you still have to have offensive balance. The run game still has to be a key component in your success. If you're throwing the ball 40 times in a game, Mm -hmm. that's not a good sign that's what Russ wants, right? That's what it sounded like getting out of Seattle, is
1: we're going to run 70 plays and we're going to throw 67 of them. That's kind of what it felt. That may not be what it was actually said. That's kind of what it felt like, right? That's what let Russ Cook is right. supposed to be. Russ Cooking is not popping stuff in the microwave or an air fryer, right? Russ Cooking is not handing it off to Javante Williams 25 times a game. Russ Cooking is, let's run around and throw the ball to Cortland Sutton 40 yards down the field.
0: My thought about Russ cooking is, number one, don't take the ball out of his hands. You want to, you, When you feel like it's mm-hmm. crucial third downs, you, you want to feel like he's the guy that can make that play for you and convert that third down, red zone, and that the run game sets up the, the, the play action. It's the deep shots down the field, which he's one of the game's best at that when he's on point. And that's and, and Russ Waggles bootlegs things that Sean Payton's talked about. Well, this is what I would do with Russell Wilson if I was coaching him right now. That whoever gets this job and whoever ends up being the, the architect of the offense, Russ may want to throw it forty times. That that's not a recipe for success for anybody in this league.
1: It's not, and
0: I feel you have it. games that's going to be what the defense dictates. You're going to have to be able to do that. But that can't be the recipe, Buckeye, game in and game out. We're going to throw it 40 times a game Mm -hmm. because you're not going to win as much as you'd like to think you are throwing the football that often.
1: I totally agree. And that's where the Russ thing worries me about, you know, he wants to throw it. Let Russ cook. Successful football in Seattle was, you know, Russ kind of was a food runner. He wasn't necessarily the chef. He would give the food to everybody else, but Marshawn Lynch was really the one cooking, essentially. And they had a great defense to help out as well. So he wanted out because he wanted to show he could do it. Well, he got a coach that pretty much said, yeah, man, whatever you want to do, go do it. I'm just going to kind of be over here because you weren't supposed to be the quarterback that came here. And he got him fired. And now there's the new coach coming in is going to be, we're going to run the ball, we're going to play great defense, and Russ is going to take a chance here and there. And then is Russ going to want out again? Is he going to be like, this is what I left? Or is he going to realize at this point, like, yeah, you know what, maybe
0: we've got to run the football. Maybe
1: I can't be that guy. Yeah. And I need to be more of the facilitator of the offense.
0: I don't know. If I can tell Russ, look, Russ, you're going to get your deep shots down the field. You might throw it twenty-five times a game, mm-hmm. maybe thirty, but we're going to give you opportunities in the vertical game with with Judy with Sutton of, of making plays off play action, off off boots and waggles, where you got a shot at being throwing two, three, four touchdowns in a game. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you those opportunities. You've got to hit on them. You've got to make the most of them. But there still has to be a commitment to the run game. We still need you to be part of that. Yeah. With the occasional quarterback run, whether it's off schedule, you've got to you've got to scramble to make a play, or it's a design like we saw against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. some design quarterback runs, particularly in the red zone. There's got to be buy-in. We don't know what the buy-in is. Though. That's the thing. We don't know how much of this problem was Russ, how much of it was Nathaniel Hackett, right? And how much does do, is Russ going to be demanding? of, well wait. I've got to have this. I don't think Russ is, Russ is in no position right now right now to demand anything, considering he's having statistically the worst season of his career. Mm-hmm. And and we'll see we'll see where this all goes. I just I'm but I I'm, I think you feel this way too. I don't know how much of this is Russell Wilson saying I want to do this. This is what I have to do. Right. I don't because,
1: know how much of it, but I know his poor play got a very promising young head coach fired. Yep. 15
0: games into his career. Yep. But that's the problem with having a first-year head coach that didn't have, and as much as we we like the youthful guys coming in, Stooks mm-hmm. and Averro, and Averro's been really good, there needed to be more veteran guys, veteran assistant coaches around him. Yeah. There, did, there just wasn't enough.
1: And I, I get the feeling that people say, hey, Packers offensive coordinator, let's hire him. Uh, by the way, did you call the place? No. Crap.
0: Look at the difference Jerry Rosberg has made in just one game. Penalties were down. You go to Kansas City where you're a 12-and-a-half point dog. You lose by three. They cleaned some things up. Not everything was perfect. They were way more professional. They they were a more competent football team in Kansas City. I think Jerry Rosberg and the changes he made in his leadership played a role in that. Alright, so eight twenty two. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. One final thing, congratulations to K.J. Hamler. He wins the Broncos Ed Block Courage Award that goes to players that have demonstrated courage and ability to inspire an exemplary sportsmanship. So congratulations to him on that award. All right, 822. Time right now to play the locker room's prep pop quiz. Pop
2: quiz, hot shot.
0: All right, you can win a gift card to the locker room in Fruta. And they're located, by the way, at 404 Jurassic Avenue, your favorite team's gear out there. They also uh, provide screen printing for if you have an event coming up for your business. Give them a call today, 970-639-8900. That's 970-639-8900. The question today, we just wrapped up high school football season, but uh, the gold helmet, the Denver Post uh, passes that out to the state's top high school football player, also has to be a tremendous uh, uh, student athlete. They have to be great in the classroom. Grand Junction High School's had several gold helmet winners. Who was the first gold helmet winner for Grand Junction High School? First correct answer today on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. Who was Grand Junction High School's first gold helmet winner? Give us the name. First correct answer wins. If you won the last two weeks, please send it out. 970-242-1340. Once again, our locker room prep pop quiz. Who is Grand Junction High School's first ever gold helmet winner? Presented by the Denver Post. Send that to us today. 970-242-1340. It's our Locker Room Prep Pop Quiz. Pop
2: quiz, hot shot.
0: All right, we'll take a break, and we'll come back. Mile High Sports Radio's Cody Rourke joins us next on the Jim Davis Show.
1: Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking
0: Broncos with Mile
1: High Sports, Cody Rourke on the Jim Davis Show.
0: With us right now, from Mile Sports, Mile Sports Radio, catch him afternoons on Mile Sports Radio, Cody Rourke. Cody, how you doing, man? Happy New Year.
3: Happy New Year, Jim. I hope you guys have a good one, and uh, hopefully this year is the best one yet.
0: Hopefully so, and hopefully for Broncos fans, which we thought 2022 <laughs> was going to rock our world, right? Well, it, uh, it certainly did not. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, according to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, uh, the Broncos have reached out to Jim Harbaugh, but there's also the story out that Jim Harbaugh has talked with Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper. I know uh, Mike Kliss uh, with Nine News has mentioned that uh, the story is that that Harbaugh is the number one target for the Broncos' ownership group to be the next head coach. What are you hearing on this?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's more of the same. He's kind of their top option. Uh, You know, other names have been thrown out there, Sean Payton. Uh, Dan Quinn being one of them. Those are really the top three targets that Denver is eyeing preliminary, but they're going to open it up to more candidates. Obviously, I imagine the Detroit Lions' offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. He's going to get a he's going to get an interview. Shane Steichen's going to get an interview. More likely, they're going to put a request in now. Whether or not he ex- decides to accept that is up to him entirely. But uh, you know, it's a great opportunity. You know, for anybody who has aspirations of being a head coach. You know, it's I feel like every year some open up, but then we feel like this year there could be a multitude of job openings. Um, so it's it's going to be a very interesting one, but I imagine that Denver is going to make the appeal to, to push for Jim Harbaugh, and obviously Jim Harbaugh's got a good connection with Condoleezza Rice, who will be heavily involved in the coaching search. Uh, so I think at this point, it's just kind of wait and see. I know everyone's like, ah, oh, he's not going to leave Michigan, but... I mean, money talks, and the Walton Penner Family Ownership Group is willing to throw whatever it takes at a guy like Jim Harbaugh.
0: Well, and the Athletics had the report, uh, I believe Bruce Feldman, that, that if Harbaugh gets offered a job in the NFL, he's going to go. That that's he's already made that decision.
2: Yeah,
3: and even last year he interviewed with the Minnesota Vikings. He, everyone thought he was going to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and then obviously that ended up becoming Kevin O'Connell, so, yeah, I mean, I believe at this point in time, look, Harbaugh, they, they made it to the college football playoffs. I know he was asked about that, but of course, he's never going to go out there and answer, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I'm still going to consider it an NFL option if I get interviewed. He said, my focus is on Michigan, um, you know, and obviously they lost, which is unfortunate. And his goal was to always bring a national championship back to Ann Arbor, but unfortunately, that has not happened. Uh, so I think that he could be ready to make the jump back. And obviously he's got a connection with Jerry Rosberg through John. And you never know. like There's a lot of things that are kind of lining up right now um, that if they can all click together, it could be a very exciting thing to watch.
0: Miley Sports Radio's Cody Work with us today on the Team Sports Network. You mentioned Jerry Rosberg, uh, interim coach, getting his first chance to be a head coach in the NFL with the firing of Nathaniel Hackett. I thought the Broncos—they they just seem more disciplined. The third time was they were—I the think the special teams changed to Mike Mallory, and, and of course, Rosberg with his influence on that. Special teams came up with big play. California Singleton with the the, the forced fumble the uh, that set up a score. Wazarike uh, with the a field goal block. The, the offense with with Kubiak and Justin an Outen, we'll uh, you know, an out calling place for the way 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 first time. The it seemed to Florida's to speak to more Republican to what Russell Wilson can do in terms of the formations and the play calling. It just seemed like a better operation overall in all three phases. Even in a loss with Jerry Rossberg at the helm, Buffalo Bills safety.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, you know, you we always wonder, right, in situations like what the Blackhawks went through last week, you usually see a team the play field. hard. You know, well, coming I'm off the, the fact that they fire a I'm coach. And,
1: up, and I think the biggest back question back is can they
3: maintain the way that they played and punch them better need. this week? That to me is what I'm looking forward to seeing. But yeah, they definitely came it's out. And look, offensive, they came and out and did some things that we hadn't seen. Some more two back sets years. for them. Albert O'Kuebunam finally getting back on the playing field. And Ross Perkin mentioned after game that he had no uh, idea why Albert
1: wasn't, you know, a
3: guy who's been involved in the offense even more, which uh, kind of goes to show that maybe Nathaniel Hackett was in over his head a little bit in certain aspects. But.
0: State and they definitely like came out and they played when.
3: relatively we well, Justin Simmons getting a strict interception pay in the of the season, despite a missing five games, savings. I think that is we super are impressive, passive, uh, and obviously for him, a new career high, now he family, moves into eight all-time in Broncos, which are located history in Sunbelt, landlord-friendly states, the These uh, and then, you know, obviously Demarie Mathis left the game with the concussion, and I felt like Lamar Jackson, you know, a guy was just brought up to the from the practice part of the active roster, I thought he actually did pretty well, was very surprised in, rapidly. in watching me. him so the that was kind of a fun capital. thing to see uh, unfortunately Denver felt short I mean we can make several claims about officiating the offensive P.I. on Cortland Sun I felt a terrible call and I felt like there should have been you know offsides on Chris Jones and I should after that and question: Russell Wilson backwards is an issue in and of itself I think that if the offensive P.I. never gets called I think Denver might win this game you know they go down there I mean they had no issue moving the ball, game, Jim, offensively, and which was very promising thing, Utah, that's been something that they've struggled with all year.
0: In the NHL, Ottawa Why has Okawakwinam been a, what, a healthy scratch nine games this season? Florida Do you, Can you give Arizona us some insight on that? Because... Three. It a you know, he's, he's a guy that we've played Spiel with Drew in Lockett Toronto, in Missouri, a favorite target there. Big, strong, athletic guy, fast. It seemed like he was Winnipeg the future, and then he wasn't two. the future. And Greg Dulcich, big perm Montreal, is now the future. Three, but we saw what, what Okawaii can do. Seattle defeated Edmonton what's, what's been going on there? The what can you shed uh, some light on that for us?
3: Yeah, you know, here's the thing, you know, with...
0: This With Albert O, the first sports.
3: week against Seattle, he had a few catches, and there were times where he had a couple catches on fourth down. He fought to get the extra yards to extend the drive, pick up DeMar first Hayland, down. And then after that, he only had one target against Texans. You know, it after was a drop. And then from that point forward, Albert Monday, he suddenly dissipated out of the offensive of the game plan, and, and there really was no clear explanation, to my understanding, to Albert O, about he why he was he not no playing, but you know, obviously, like for him, he's been of going out of practice Spangles every single day, busting date. his tail, but the being a healthy scratch was really out any communication as, Hellen to Hellen I mean, as to why. I mean, yeah, Greg Dulcich was in the mix, but Greg Dulcich made his debut week six against the Los the Angeles Chargers. So there was something that was going on like Nathaniel Hackett. To my understanding, I just don't think envisioning him as a big part of the the game plan and felt like he could rely on Alberto. And that obviously impacted Alberto's confidence. In the first half of this past week, you see Alberto struggle with a little bit of confidence, had a couple of drops, but then after that touchdown, he started getting that confidence back. And then he had a couple of other big catches that moved the chains for the Broncos. He's a player that has all the talent in the world. And I just think that the coaching staff previously in place under Alberto. Hackett's direction did not value what be. Albert could bring to the table. Rossburg, on the other hand, is a different theme. Well,
0: the Ally Sports Radio's so Cody Work with and us on the Team Sports company's Network. Broncos host the charges to wrap up the tech 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 season coming up on Sunday. What do you have to see from this team on Sunday?
3: Well, you know, the challenge is look, you're going to close out a disappointing season at home against a team that is, you know, confirmed locked in into the playoffs. And Justin. Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen is healthy. And you have Mike A-line Williams, who's Bernard unbelievable fever, and in and of, of itself. You, how crazy, would, I mean, how nice would it be to be able to go up against a playoff team in a big-time game? Not necessarily for know,
1: Denver. Denver has nothing to
3: gain from it. I mean, the Chargers are in the playoffs. But just from an optics standpoint, imagine beating the Chargers and maybe giving a little bit of a way to reveal, okay, hey, this is where you can beat this team because the Chargers defense is the last six, seven weeks has been the best defense in football. They've really tightened up a lot of things and they they got Joey Bosa back, they have Khalil Mack opposite of him, obviously Drew Tranquil, who's obviously a stud there. Their defense is playing really good football right now and so for the offense, that's going to be a huge test. How can they find a way to capitalize? Because the Chargers are playing playoff football right now on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, Herbert, Eckler, Mike Williams, even Keenan Allen, these guys are really locked in and despite the fact where Austin Eckler, I think it was like the first first three weeks of the season, had no touchdown, now he's leading the NFL in touchdowns, is absolutely wild. So, you know, come out, leave it all out there on the field, try to go off into the offseason with a big-time win, and, you know, beat a Chargers team that is going to the playoffs. That's going to create a lot of questions for them as to can they maintain and can they win in the playoffs. I think that'll be a huge thing for Denver this week.
0: And we'll have the game this Sunday. Broncos hosting the Chargers kickoff at 225 on the Team Sports Network. Cody York Mile High Sports with us on the Team Sports Network today. And uh, Cody, want to wrap it up. Uh, hated to save this for last, but thought we would finish uh, with some thoughts about DeMar Hamlin. Bill's safety, sounds like there's been some progress overnight in terms of his condition. Just your, your takeaway on, on, on what happened on Monday night. Obviously, uh, players on both teams were shocked. Coaches were shocked. The nation was shocked watching that game.
3: Yeah, and it's, you know, it's one of those scary things. You, you always think to yourself, like, you know, I hope I never see anything like this happen, right, where a player could potentially die on the field. And I know a lot of people were worried. And there was a real situation there. I mean, for CPR to be administered for nine minutes, you know, his life was in danger. And nobody quite knew what was going on at that point until really they kind of talked about the whole CPR thing. Um, but, you know, I think for me what kind of stood out even more is, you know, Jim, Well, we're all passionate about football, we love this game. Um, you know, there's some people, some national media people, that really kind of reveal their true colors about how they really view athletes. You know, they view them as like, oh, well, I have a parlay, or, you know, oh, you know, there's there's playoff, there's positioning at stake here, continue the game. Like, the game doesn't matter at that point. You know, when, when someone's life is in balance, is in question, this, the game of football becomes very, very minuscule and doesn't matter, but... We have a huge problem in this world where, you know, often, you know, fans often at times, media, we see it all the time in media, pro athletes are dehumanized. They're just a, you know, a player. They're just there for entertainment. And I think that really revealed its ugly head a little bit. But you know what? On the flip side of that, Jim, the humanity and the good of people also came out because of his toy drive. I mean, before the kickoff was at like $1,500, and now it is, I think it's, I think it's at five million now, which you know, a lot of people have donated fans from every NFL fan base, people all over the world and obviously various NFL players and organizations have donated to it as well. That kinda reminds you about the good stuff, but you know, it's we have to really I think in a situation like this, I, I hope everybody can look at themselves and say, if them stopping the game and them not continuing the game makes you mad we all need to reevaluate our options and our, our thoughts as human beings because at the end of the day while we love football these athletes they put their bodies on the line for our entertainment and they deserve the utmost respect and they deserve to be treated like human beings and that's something i'm grateful for for you know for the guys that get to cover in the locker room is I, I truly value a lot that they do on the field and off the field they're great people and uh yeah, you know, just like a any split moment, it could happen to you. And, you know, it's it's a sad thing. And, uh, obviously, I hope he continues to get better.
0: Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself. Cody, appreciate it. Check him out. Uh, of course, writes great pieces for My Life Sports website. Also, uh, catch him afternoons, My Life Sports Radio. Cody Rourke with us. Cody, always a pleasure, man. Take care.
3: I appreciate you guys. Happy New Year. Go Tigers.
0: All right. Same to you, sir. Cody Rourke joins us every Wednesday on the Jim Davis Show. All right, text your call is 970-242-1340. Avalanche Voice, Connor McGahee coming up in a moment. Uh, we're looking at the GoFundMe for DeMar Hamlin. That
1: uh, Matthew Stafford is in with $12,000. Sierra and Russell Wilson, uh, $10,000. And then their charity put in $3,333, obviously. Um, the Washington Commanders even,
0: $5,000. Good for them. Good
1: for them. Probably not Daniel Snyder approved. Probably not.
0: And maybe Ron Rivera, (laughs) or else it'd be like, here's $11. And five cents. Yeah. All right, 839, let's get into... We're into
1: four-down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team.
0: (laughs) Oh, wrong one. Not bad. There we go. There's an echo. All right, first down, more on Damar Hamlin, his uncle... Uh, Dorian Glenn spoke with reporters and told uh, a Bills reporter and other reporters that uh, DeMar Hamlin has some lung damage. And that Hamlin uh, only needed 50% oxygen on Tuesday, opposed to 100% again, on Monday, Gallup, so that's good, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a, a lot big, better. big progress. His uncle also said that doctors have Hamlin on his stomach to they take pressure sort of off of his lungs right like now, even, and so that um, there are good signs for Damar Hamlin in terms of his recovery. All right. In the days leading June, up to Christmas, several golfers began posting photos on, on social ballot, media of their invitation 20. to compete the in the upcoming Masters Tournament. Can Except for one guy, but after three Scott tenths, Stallings, because Scott Stallings didn't get his invite. His 37-year-old kept checking check check his mailbox. Benet, Capitol Hill. Not there, also, not there, SRA not there.
3: Apparently his invitation in got mailed to the address what what for a sports management company that has an office in Georgia. And next door the to the sports management morning company's morning office
0: is a condo where another man named Scott of Stallings of lives. So the FedEx package is actually a bigger deal than just like something in a letter or something like that. And went to the wrong Stallings. And
3: apparently, that's Scott Stallings. Living in the condo in Georgia reached out on Instagram. And Scott Stallings,
0: the golfer, now has has his master's invitation number of job openings slipped in up November, but right remained hands. high, suggesting mm-hmm. right, that
3: remain determined to add workers. Uh, a blow to the the uh, Denver, to Denver Sports Media wars are heating up on Twitter. 6 million
1: job DNVR on the has their own the labor conglomerate, I guess you on could say. They have a website, state, they have a radio switch, station, they have the whole thing. And they have a logo so in the shape of Colorado with a couple mountain ranges. And a white below. dot representing the sun. It's this a is black and horrendous. white logo. It's pretty basic. It's pretty basic, but it's all right. It's theirs. Opendoor's Easily USA, recognizable. And when the they they have all their subsidiary Christians accounts tweeting about avalanche and have colors, Broncos American. is orange and blue, tweet, Rockies American. is purple, tweet, Rockies
0: is purple. Buffs, Buffs is gold and black. So they kind of can use it all over the place. Very flexible. Well, the fan over in Denver has rebranded to Denver Sports. Something, brother Andrew. You can kind of see the problem here because DNVR's Twitter feed is DNVR Sports.
1: Okay, no big deal. But the logo, but the logo, but their the their logo is black Jewish and white with the Denver skyline, but a hexagon, strip, not a square, and, and people from Altitude are getting roped into it. Benjamin Albright KOA is getting roped in it. So hey, we're not going to rip off anybody's or 19- logo no, here, said. KOA. It's, it's not do that. great. So you have Denver Sports, DNVR, Nazis, KOA, and Altitude before the, uh, the Mount Rushmore Sports Radio in, in the front range, if you will. All FDX kind founder, of sniping Democrat at each Super other the younger, last 36 hours, and, and it's fantastic. Just sit back here and watch. I'm loving it. Uh, fourth bail. down. We talked jail, uh, a, judge, a lot last week. Former KOA host uh, Broncos former cheerleader Romy Bean still trying to get her luggage back, back from a Christmas means, Day mishap, where be she it. missed her After flight back from, from Denver. For she had her luggage lost going
2: to Los Angeles for that game. And then she tried; they had to drive back home tried to get her luggage back. It's at as of last week; it was at the I.A. She was not allowed to claim it because it didn't go on its flight to LA so I had to go to LA
1: then be reported as lost (laughs) then send it back to DIA so she may never get it back and after all of this they her and her producer decided to drive to Kansas City because they were done screwing around. Don't blame them don't (laughs) blame them. All
0: right abs radio voice Connor McGahee coming up and this is the Preston Lee at country financial hour Believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. Up next, Connor McGahey, right here on The Jim Davis Show.
2: crap That's just crap. The team presents
1: The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, The Team. Talking avalanche hockey with the voice of the abs connor McGahey, on the team
0: joining us right now the chick-fil-a breakfast team phone line abs radio voice connor McGahey. connor happy new year sir how are you and you
2: jimmy i'm well how are you
0: today i'm doing fine doing fine today That's uh delightful. i wish i <laughs> right back at you sir uh we're, we're having delightful <laughs> days on this wednesday uh it's not so delightful for the avalanche right now uh Tough loss to the Vegas Golden Knights, got slapped around by Toronto in Nathan McKinnon's first game in over 25 days. Mac did get a goal the other night against the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think this is that time of the year where you've got to preach patience, right? That this team will get healthier. It is starting to get healthier. <coughs> Things are will be better for this Avalanche team. It just doesn't look good right now.
2: Yeah, exactly, and we're just not used to this. I mean, we've been spoiled with one of the best hockey teams in modern history, really over the past uh, two seasons, if not more. And uh, we haven't really run into uh, to more than a two- or three-game losing streak and uh, not used to having a homestand where you, you go 0 and one These are just not things that we're used to around these parts. So, um, But they, they happen to everybody and uh, including the defending Stanley Cup champions. And it's just the circumstances, sports especially, NHL hockey inside an 82-game season, but it, I think fans and, and frankly all of us have gotten used to how well the Avalanche have played over the, the past two three years, and that's what we've gotten used to and, and how they've been able to rebound. The circumstances are different. And the uh, inconsistency in lineups is... It's always the number one factor, because when you have familiarity and frequency, you're able to build on chemistry five-on-five, on on the power play, defensively with your structure, and that is uh, the Avalanches haven't gotten that opportunity yet. But uh, hopefully that will come here in the new year, and uh, uh, things are looking up, as they say.
0: And so for Kale McCarr, who's having another strong season, not like last year, but certainly will be in the, the Norris Trophy contention once again. But the, the numbers are down a little bit, and certainly I think the, the injuries have played a role of the talent around him. But also, is there a case here, Connor where maybe it's a little too much ice time for for Kale McCarr, and maybe is that the fatigue playing a role, and maybe Kale's numbers not being still? Uh, it's not like he's. Playing horrible hockey by any stretch of the imagination, but not Kale McCarr hockey like we saw last year.
2: Well, I, I just think that the time on ice in different situations prevents him from. Um, this is Damon, just going I'm on the Offense Express sports like he has 50 years past. Um, when you, when you're asked to do NFL, everything Panthers Panthers almost all the time, be the um, which he has been. I, I mean, imagine Bo Byron was in the line. He was able deep to deep take, I don't know, 18 of those minutes with some power play time and offensive opportunities. Then Cale uh McCart would continue to have that freedom. So... I just think it, it may be an apples to oranges situation again like, like in previous years but on an individual level Douglas, because he, he's having to do it all writer, and when the power play runner? is no, struggling, that's where a lot of the and offense the kind of has come that from I do, in the past, I, I think he's almost better five on five and, and again we've seen that too but again became a it's not just Kale McCarr, Once it's how he's able over. to where did I put uh, how but to work with I everybody else on the ice with creating space and, and using that space prevision. to his advantage and, and again when you don't have it. your I usual suspects great so by the way memory, um, which then at the same time you, you can't perform at least offensively not to not the be standard doing doing that you're used to I'm now today it's it not been it's been he's prevision. no slouch
0: Prevagen, healthier brain um, but, uh, better
2: life. but again, just, is available with the ministry he's everywhere. playing, based on the, the clinical study that of subgroups he has of individuals play-in. who were cognitively just normal just or right mildly impaired. Impaired. This but this product I think is he's not actually shouldered the load that he's had to bear disease. very nicely.
0: So were you Kaiser Sose? Was it really you? It wasn't Spacey. It was you. <laughs>
2: oh, that's so good. I, I watched that a couple months ago again for the first time in a couple of years. Yeah. I forgot
0: how good it was. Oh, fantastic film. Uh,
1: Don't sell yourself short, Judge. You're a tremendous.
2: (laughs) You're a tremendous. And you caught that other one. Good job. I did.
0: I I was going to the first one. I left the other one. Good job, Buck. I had to jump jump on a little Caddyshack there. Uh, Give that boy a fresca, by the way. Give you a a fresca? A little scholarship letter?
2: (laughs) Do you believe in goodness or badness?
0: Danny? Mm? (laughs)
2: Hmm? Are you my my pal? You're my pal, Danny. Uh, Mm? Hmm?
0: Nobody demands satisfaction. Yeah, oh, did, did, uh, maybe we should just do. God. This morning, we should just do lines from movies. We should just do that for a segment. Just well, do, it we would could probably do be show. better than
2: anything else that I have to say. No, but no, maybe no. We should
0: just do that. No, no, no. You're a wealth, a wealth of information, an untapped resource in the mm-hmm. hockey world, in my opinion, Conor so, well, no. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but I'll, I'm waiting for those checks. By the way, hopefully, I'll see that check <laughs> in at <mail> some point.
2: <laughs> that would involve me having money to send out.
0: So, abs radio voice Okay, I'll be waiting. Abs radio voice Connor McKeon joins us every Wednesday on the program. Trade deadlines, of course, still quite a ways away. It's March third. I know uh, Peter Ba that covers the ABS for yeah. uh, for the Athletic is kind of put together trade targets potentially down the road for the Avalanche. Uh, let's let's first start out though with. Getting guys back isn't oh, yes, that the best rich, bump talent-wise? Is getting Washington a Gabe Landeskog back, do, a, a, a Byron Boehm back, Bowen back. Up, getting those guys back off. isn't that Mind probably you, the the, the quickest, easiest free, fix for this hockey team? Uh, getting yeah, the, that talent back uh, on, the the on the
2: ice. Yeah, I, I would think. So. I don't have a problem I mean, why, getting a record for the most votes for speaker. California's to go speakership. Republicans took
1: control of the House in November's midterm elections. That is your
2: Past, past, that is your trade deadline. I could only
1: afford
3: four defections uh, from your own roster. End, he lost 19 um, Republican and votes and yeah, just second ballot. Thinking about that, if you're able to add another dog and
2: on the
1: third ballot, he lost him into 20. your lineup. The vote for Speaker will continue a and that does, number of additional ballots. That huge things
2: for you. you. But, but uh, you you know, know, I read Peter's piece this morning as well, and a lot of the speaking of usual suspects. There you are when it comes to trade talks. The Dow is up 57
3: points, and this is But I think when it
2: comes to dealing, and really in any sport. not just in the national hockey league if you're i mean every management group has their own philosophy but i I feel like you 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 can approach it two ways the a you just need something you need a spark so you go ahead and and make a deal and hope that it happens and, and works out with everybody that's already on the roster but i think more commonly and probably the smarter approach is seeing the team as you've laid it out as it was designed and what additions need to be made there once it is a fully operational battle station. And the Avalanche haven't had that yet. That's from Star Wars, by the way. Um, but I I think that you have to wait and see your team at full strength, or at least mostly strong, <laughs> if you're the Avalanche, to see how they click and see what additions you need to make then.